online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. You're listening to the Russell Brand Radio Show. We are in Los Angeles. It is not live. This has happened. You're listening to an echo from the past. Who's this with me, trapped in a bubble in yesterday? Matt Morgan, all right? Hello there, Russell Brand. What's the matter? Why are you looking at me like that in your, in your Will Self writer costume? Will Self last week on the show said, uh, well, as a writer, you need to be anonymous. Since then, Matt Morgan has been dressed as... One, a pirate. <laughs> Two, a hell's angel. Three, a baker. Today, That's not very anonymous, is it? Yeah, but it's not Matt Morgan, is it? Matt Morgan's no, never put been some a baker. i sunglasses on like I normally do. And you've got your hat on as well, haven't you? No, it just gave me ammunition to not be filmed all the time. And your twizzled is... up moustache. You like to be filmed. No, I don't. Lovely to be in a little programme on a podcast. Or I is don't. it going to be called Vidicast? Later on on the show, we've got a lot of little things to decide about. What are we going to call our new video podcast, which is sure to be a smash hit? Later on, we'll also be talking to stage hypnotist Paul McKenna. He's is he coming down? Here. He's going to be here in the flesh, actually wow. live. Paul McKenna, very good friend of the show, abuser of primates. Paul McKenna will be here. Also, Lucy Lawless, the Xena Warrior Princess actress and also star of Bedtime Stories, the film I'm doing, is coming down. She'll surprise you, Matt, because you think the actress playing Xena Warrior Princess, you think, oh, she'll be a nice bit of crump, bit of dolly bird, you know, a bit daft, well, nothing for 20 years. Lovely knockers. She's rough as all smuck. <laughs> 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 no, she's smart as a whip. Really, she'll bright as a button. You got a crush on her? Sort of, but like, you know, where you, it's a woman where you respect him or something. Why? Because she's a bit, you know, you know in you control like of herself. In control of herself, you Not think. the ones you like. <laughs> oh no, this won't do. I won't be able to drag her off into a cubicle and show her my pubicles. That would never How do. long ago did you do that last? Been a long while, Matt, since old Russy Brown. 25 <laughs> minutes since oh. he showed his willy to a lady. <laughs> Very easy to judge. Very easy to judge. You're a receptionist. <laughs> Look, if you like, receive this, <laughs> am I supposed to ring that little bell with my finger? Have you got ever told off for ringing a bell? Bar? Minutes later, he was showing his willy <laughs> as a form of excuse for his behaviour. See, look, this is what I'm hung with. <laughs> she went, oh, God, sorry. You're Give boss. me a cuddle. <laughs> Sit down over there. I'll go and get you a Murray Mint. <laughs> we'll be right as Does he so want far. one, too? <laughs> <laughs> He's about the same size. <laughs> now, listen, calm yourself down. Little red frosting Matt Morgan. Red? Little... <laughs> you think I'm red because my microphone's red. That's not why I think you're red. You're indistinguishable from it, the two of you. running in one. It's like a co-joined twin in front of your face. Now, now calm down. We've got a lot of things coming up on the show later today. Paul McKenna, Lucy Lawless, James Corden, Gavin and Stacey Starr will be on the phone later. Also, he's being in that charity gig of mine, isn't he, old James Corden? He'll be a lot. No, he's just going to be on the phone. He'll be no trouble. Noel Gallagher? Should we phone Noel? I think we should. Let's See if he going. liked his Noel Gallagher special last week. I wonder if he enjoyed He's probably still higher from that. I, I don't thought. imagine he's cock a hoop. He'll be cock a hoop. We'll be all over it. Right, but hold on. I've got a few emails and things like that that I want to read out. Also, Matthew, I hope you ain't taken my little scrap of paper. What's got facts and figures about you? Ah, oh, what's Matthew Morgan been up to today? If you want to text us, don't, because it's pre-recorded. You're texting nothing. If you want to email us, then perhaps next week's show, what you say will still be relevant. Russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Text us now if you like, but, you know, maybe text one of your friends who could do that instead. If you've got a big urge to text someone, I'll give you Matt's phone number. You can text him. <laughs> He's always on the lookout for a new experience. 
What have you done to your quarters in our house? It looks like it looks like some shack in New Orleans, what you've created in our glorious Hollywood mansion. I've done nothing. It's because the cleaner won't go in there. Because she's frightened of you. It's all piled up. She likes boxes. me. We went to her um, <clears throat> grandson's birthday. And weren't I nice and normal? For about an hour. Lovely normal then fella. Then turned into a dark wizard of hate <laughs> and stormed off. <laughs> we gave the little brat a wee. We gave him a wee. <laughs> I've given the wee, now we're leaving. Go on, have your tacos, please. We've got to be out of here. It was nice though, wasn't it? I liked it in that Mexican environment. Quite nice. Mind you, weren't that poor, were they, for the housekeeper? No. Put, she put said, oh, oh, I don't live in a rich house. Mate, how are you very humble? Your house is too bleeding nice. Well, we Much nicer you? than we grew up in. Much nicer. That's it was why. a ba full band there. there Obviously, a... that's not a normal fixture, but... They haven't always got a band. It's not the Titanic, but they got they had lovely proper tables, didn't proper they? Proper tables, loads garden. of people, nice barbecue, like big house, loads of bedrooms. Two barbecues. The poor here are living it up. They're living it up, the poor. No wonder this country's going to the dogs. The poor are getting ideas above their stations. <laughs> it's like Paris before the revolution. They're properly living it up, aren't they? Yeah. What a carry on. But it's weird because she thought we, because we live in that big house she up in the hills. She, she probably thought that's what we we're accustomed to. Just thought we were. Oh, oh no. Dear. Oh, oh no. crikey. I remember when I was growing up in Long Beach with Snoop Dogg. I thought one day I'll make that trip across town, you know, up to the hills, Hollywood, buy a big car, etc., etc. But anyway, you, Matt, you're not glad or grateful to be free of childhood poverty, but rather you're trying to recreate it with cardboard boxes on my patio. Right, What's the cardboard boxes was are from your birthday present. Yeah, that hammock. I just simply haven't put them in the bin yet. Why and they're not you... in my room, they're outside you, What do you mean, yeah, I, sim why don't you... I simply haven't put them in well, the bin yet. Well, why don't you yet? move them across? <laughs> move them across? Well, like play real-life Tetris <laughs> with cardboard boxes. Why are they still outside there? It looks horrible. You've smashed a bit There's of the door. There's staff at the house. You've They've smashed... done nothing. Why have you smashed the door in as I well? haven't. The door's broken. It's like you turn into the Incredible Hulk in there, smash things up. There's all torn up trousers. I even... I've got two single beds pushed together. One of them's on wheels. It's like a skateboard. And why are those it beds wheels off pushed in the night? together? Because when you booked in, it was as Mr. Morgan. <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> I hear female voices by night. They're a strange smells, unusual portions and lotions in your bathroom cabinet. Would you mind telling me exactly what you're doing in there? Well, maybe I've got a lady friend. Woo! Switch swoo! Matthew Morgan, lady lover. Not like old Russ. Single and available for my enormous thriving fan base. Now, hold on, I've got something else to criticise you for. Oh yeah, when we're on the way to do this radio show... I just say my room's a mess, but I it's because... Say. No one goes in there to clean it. I don't know if Gabby's aware that I live in there. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. I've been using the same damp towel for about two weeks. They call you El Werewolf and they don't <laughs> go in there. They're terrified of what happened. Have happens. you told her not to do anything in there? I've told her if she feels afraid of you that she shouldn't go in there. She said you goosed her on day one. <laughs> she said you've been all over her. I do bark when someone comes knocking. You, she said that you tried to get her to do the Lambada on the first day. She's felt very threatened. You breathing down her cleavage. Her up, pulling you her like living in there. You're always coming in, getting into bed with me. Yeah, well, let's see how you live. What about the other day when you were on your hammock and I put a quilt over you? Why did you put and a... rocked you? Why did you put a quilt over me in my hammock and rock me like that? I don't know. It was quite nice. Like, I put, felt you put me. In I this... felt maternal for about ten minutes. Then I felt sort of Beverly Allet <laughs> urge. It gave me a little shaky cuddle. <laughs> Cuddled me too. Come hard. on, there we go. Oh my skull, my skull, my brain's rattling in here. 
Ridiculous. That's being nice. That's yeah, how I, I'm very, very comfortable being nice. It didn't make me very comfortable. Could you not do it again? <laughs> <laughs> if you plan to be nice, could you write me a letter? Did you like the parts? breastfeeding? <laughs> made me very, very, very ear. Turned on. I was a bit turned on by it. I was astonished that you could lactate that clear fluid. It was delightful in a way. How come this morning as well, when we were on the way to the radio show, I heard you boasting to our friends, producer Jack, manager Nick, heard you go, Yeah, man, we'll get there when we get there. We rock and roll. F the world like Tupac. Who gives a toss? Come and stop with the Chemist, I need some Bonjella. I've got a lip bleed. Yeah? Yeah. That's not very rock and roll, is I, it? I didn't say the first bit. I you just said were. That, you were boasting and not, swaggering about... It's not live. It's a pre-record. It doesn't matter if we're late. You were acting like a pirate, and because Will Self has now sanctioned it, you were dressed as a pirate because you're a low-key writer. Oh, i got to snoop in a doorway and listen to some dialogue. I needed Bonjella. Yes, yes. <laughs> I needed Bonjella because I've got ulcers on my gum and they're called canker sores here. Ooh, a canker sores. I, I would like to own up to that. Canker sores, like someone trying to say cancer who's stupid. I got a canker sore. I canker. <laughs> I can't go to the toilet but I got canker. That's awful. <laughs> I don't want myself. I've got a little red letter. I've got lipstick on my butt butt. Now listen, canker mouth. What, what's up with you? What do you think you're getting I think it's because of my brace. I've got a teenager's brace, haven't I? And it, it's all right, if you no. go to sleep and you don't uh, hydrate your mouth properly. Or clean your mouth properly with I tooth clean it. toothpaste. I'll clean it. Just swagger into your little den, don't you? Kick all the fox corpses out of your way. When are you moving out? I want to have your bedroom. What? My quarters? My dominion? Quarters? You've got a palatial room up there. <laughs> it's nice up there, isn't it? I live in a shoebox <laughs> full of rags. <laughs> I like seeing you in your little raggy shoebox. Well, do you want to move upstairs so you've got your yes. own balcony and your own bath? Like the folks on the hill. <laughs> do you want to get up there, do you? I live it up a little. <clears throat> I'll see you. I'm never going to live in you again. Why? You I'm like a, living with I'm me? I'm going to rent a flat. Wait till I buy my glorious mansion. You'll come snivelling round. The other day I went to the fridge. I have to pay money every week for the fridge food. $100 a week he pays. To $100 a, a week, 50 quid. Mansion. And what do I get to eat? Whatever Always corn tortillas. That's all that's ever <laughs> left. Corn tortillas and hummus. That's Don't all I'm allowed. And then when I have that, he walks and around even, and goes, Tuts. Even while he's saying this, a bag of free breakfast is being delivered <laughs> under the table. Thank you very much for my breakfast. So that hasn't come from Russell. That's not. That's why. As soon as I think of radio shows as a place where I can eat. Guilt-free. Who's pulling the strings behind all this nosh? Some, I scoffing. go shopping more than Nuggins. anyone else. I put the food in the fridge. You then when I eat shopping. it, people tut. You ain't been shopping. You don't I know had where a, a shop is. Whatever this stupid, posh vegetarian food that he demands. I had one <laughs> little bit of frittata or something it was called. Keep your hands off of my frittata. Goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You're not a vegetarian. That's not for you. That's for me. It's been designed for men. I went, I has this got cheese in it? vegetarians. That's for people with principles like Jack Bales. No, because when I said, folk. that's got cheese in it, am I, has that got cheese in it? Am I allowed to eat that? Yeah. He's like, well, no, because it's for me. It's been made by a chef. It's been made by a specialist with me in mind. He's a snob. He wants to keep me down. <laughs> he doesn't let me enjoy anything, and I can't relax. There. You want to keep yourself down? That's why my quarters. I, I'm like a lion in captivity. I walk back and forth. <laughs> All the stuff's fall out of suitcase. Me trampled. I'm scared. <laughs> Sleep with one eye open in case I accidentally use something that's not mine. <laughs> why would you do that in your sleep? What are you going to do? That's why I'll be renting like a flat. Yeah. Moving out. I've heard you I want, I want a subsidy for my flat. Can you pay for my flat? Not you. I don't want you to pay for it. Oh, well, that just that company. Because then you'll turn you up. Out of and wherever I go, when you buy a massive mansion mm -hmm. and live in luxury, wherever I go, you'll turn up there. 
Oh, mate. I'll come in. I'm lonely. Oh, mate. I like it. That'll make sure I'm scared of my gun. I won't even tell you the address. I listen, I'll know the address because I'll be forced to pay the bleeding rent. No, you will not. Yes, I, I will. I'll be coughing out the rent. I don't want anything else from you. Don't you point your finger after all I've given you, after what I've and sacrificed. What, at what price? If you knew at half the things I do for you, you're listening to the Russell Brown Radio <laughs> Show. We are BBC Radio 2. This is a free recording. I can barely so. relax. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you where I live. I'll find out. I'll track you down like I don't want any money Listen. from you. I want, I want <laughs> that to come from a film is this studio. This a divorce proceeding. What's going on? Listen, what about, uh, what about you last night at my gig? Round slash. Oh, you little horrible little rat boy you were. No. Oh, I don't want to spend too much time with Slash, but could I meet Slash briefly? Then you sidled okay. up to Slash, sat there like, nudging your thighs against him. And then there's a bit where like, oh, me and Slash has, Slash has got a script. Oh, Slash wants me to play a version of his younger self. Somehow Slash... You don't even know who Slash identifies brother. You think his, his name's Slash Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> he saved every one of us. <laughs> I'd like to dedicate the next song to Slash and his lovely, busty Miss. Is nice looking lady, yes. Yeah. Your head ballooned up again. No, it didn't actually. It was shrank. Nervous wreck you were next to him. And then when he goes uh um, like a hazelnut. <laughs> it was enormous, ridiculous thing. I'm surprised Richard Branson didn't clamber on your shoulder and try and sod <laughs> off around the globe. And when he and when he and when and when he offered me he goes, Oh Russell, you need my number, we'll stay in touch because we're oh, really connected. Matt went scrabbling through his pockets like, <laughs> like no, a crack I dealer. Oh, I think I've got a pen slash. I'll Take your number, Slash. No, I, I would never abuse it. I wouldn't be on the phone. Slash looked at me and said, "Hey, we should swap numbers." So I got my phone out, and then Russell <laughs> got in there. He Slash would have won your number. Yes, he did. Slash, that was a code that me and Slash established before you got to the table. When he says swap number, that means get rid of number seven, which is what you were, bring in number eight, a lovely little dolly bird, who me and Slash no. probably could have round-tabled. Come on, Matthew. No, me and Slash had a nice chat. For over half an hour, I regaled him with tales of rock and roll. You, what you he did? sat wide-eyed listening. <laughs> you listed gigs you'd seen him in while poor Slash struggled to keep awake. And of course then, on the 20th of November, I saw you again. Now, you broke a string. Now, I, I believe it was a G-string. Lost <laughs> <laughs> it that day, Slash. Slash! Wake up, Slash! Hey, we had a good chat. And I wasn't sick of fancy. Yeah, and who brought you over to meet Slash? Oh, Russ. Yeah, then you Remember shoved that. me next to him. I went, move up. And he got out of the way and he goes, go, go sit next to him. Go on, mate. Sit and get off with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's well up for it. He is actually the, one of the nicest people, isn't he? Look at you this morning as well. Because we, afterwards we met Justin Hawkins as well. He's ever so lovely. Justin Hawkins from the darkness. He goes, he's really nice. And Matt goes, yeah, people are nice, aren't they? Matt discovering for the first time that no, people are No, but big, right. huge stars, you wouldn't expect to be nice, but they Why? are. Why? Apart from Ricky Martin, who's rude to me once. <laughs> well, uh, that, he, all he said was, please wear a condom. <laughs> well, I think that's rude. Ricky, <laughs> because what was he judging me What's on? He, Did I look like I had a disease? What are you insinuating, Ricky? What are you saying? Hey, how loco do you want this Vida to be, mate? You know, <laughs> give him a dose. He starts to panic. Okay, you listen to the Russell Brown Radio Show. If you want to email us, it's russell.brown at bbc.co.uk. Coming up later on the show, we have got Paul McKenna, James Corden, Lucy Lawless, Noel Gallagher. What a show. Plus, some of your favourite items. Like nanecdotes, jingle race war, what is it good for? And our regular item gay. What a show it was as well last week. Oh, Lorraine Brilliant Kelly. Show. She was fantastic, it's wasn't actually. she? Oh, Lorraine Kelly. Oh, there was a connection there, wasn't there, Matt? Between me and old Lorraine mm, Kelly? No, not no, really. Not really, no connection. She's in love with her husband. 
What about old Will Self? Oh, he was intimidating, wasn't he? He was intellectually intimidating, yes. Very intimidating. Look at Anthony Lawler, one of our listeners, said, uh, you had Noel Gallagher and Will Self on the radio last Saturday. Noel is one of the world's most successful musicians. Will Self is one of the best writers. Noel reckons he writes rubbish about nothing. Will Self can talk hours about the meaning of what he writes. These two people should get married and record an album together. You need to start a new feature, people who should get married. I've started you off with Will and Noel. By the way, Will Self looked exactly like the food critic from the film Ratatouille, which is a <laughs> film about a rat who makes it as a chef. Makes that. it as a... Well, rat. He's a rat, but he makes it as Pitch a chef. Pitch it to me. Okay. You're a rat. You're not normal chef. That's not a good pitch. You can't but... start it with you're a rat. <laughs> no, all right. Hold on. You're a movie exec. He's a rat, that rat. He make it. As a chef, though, not as a normal rat, just Can being you a rat. Get out, please. Okay, thanks for having me in your office. <laughs> Can I take this pen? <laughs> Matt Morgan would at that point say hello to that executive and sidle off out of the room. Here's some, uh, and also, of course, we've got <clears throat> our video podcast, which will be starting soon. We've got to think of a name for it. One suggestion from Susan Gray from Ontario, Canada. Across the world, our listeners are growing. Matt, soon we'll be syndicated in the United States. Our power will grow. Our empire, the dominions, the armies oh, rise. Oh, God, and I'll still what? be stuck in a little dog's bed underneath you. You'll be in your basket. <laughs> Hello, Russell, Matt, and Mr. G. Mr. G ain't here, of course. Why? Because he's swanning around West London doing cocaine off a 12-year-old's back. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, that's slanderous. I don't, is it? Is it? <laughs> I'd like to say that's a fictional 12-year-old and uh, Mr. G and there's no doesn't there. take drugs and drugs are bad. Hello, Russell, Matt and G. Here are some suggestions for naming the vodcast. This is from Susan Gray. Historical and obscure, Podkin. That's derived from Edison's early motion picture machine, the kinetoscope. How is it? Was that, what is a kinetoscope? How does that sound like Podkin? What's that thing? Like a Zoetrope and things that spin round. Did we have an argument about that? I thought we meant body and I was wrong and you said so it was some sort of needle or something, a pin or something, bare bodkin or something. I thought it was a type of jacket. A bit sexy, this suggestion, this is quite a good suggestion from Susan Gray in Ontario. A bit sexy, a peep cast. Imagine it being a peep cast. That's bit. quite good. Ooh, welcome to the peep cast, but a bit like peep show. We'd have to say peep a lot. And peep, peep. I don't like people called peep or pip. Peep or pip, what? If someone called pip, you don't yeah, like that? I used to know someone called pip. Because you think, well, I've got to say Pip every time I talk to him. Yeah, but why would you want to be called <clears throat> Pip? The yeah. smallest, unedible part of anything. Yeah, a useless little Pip. Hello, I'm Pip. Pip, 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 Yeah, you don't want to be called that, do you? Imagine your name is Pip Brand. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pip Morgan? Uh, <laughs> a pair of Pips. <laughs> We're just a couple of Pips together. Pip, Pip. Right, we're not calling it that then. Uh, in Nasdaq. Sorry to Pip, who I know. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, Pip. Great name, by the way. And, uh, and you, Pip Schofield. <laughs> a lovely bunch of guys. Uh, in Nadcast, not widely spoken, Looky Wook or Vidicast. Now, I like Vidicast. Looky Wook. I know, we said it last week. Clockwork but Orange. This is more the we're heading towards where we go. It's called a Vidicast. I'm building oh, really are you? momentum right, okay. professionally. That's why you have that Golden manic stare in your eyes. Yes, the manic stare is me working. But from Sesame Street's on That's right, there. yes. And you have Ernie's mentality <laughs> and childlike stupidity. <laughs> you savantish nipples. We are a bit like them. I suppose we are. I suppose we are in a way, Matt. And I believe they were homosexual lovers. I think that That's was what I mean. Uh, That's what I mean. 
Okay, so that is why they I come in your fox bed. bed. Though, on the show, but I'm sure when it was... They push them together like you course, and I have yeah. an evening. The single beds edging <laughs> together. Nicer. Just wheeling it over. <laughs> wheeling her in. If you put the wheeled one closer to the wall, the static one would yes, hold in position. Yes. I've said this, I argue, I tell him this every night, then I wouldn't be scuttling across the room. <laughs> I quite like the way I can just push you off. I'm so finished. <laughs> At the point of orgasm, I go flying across, like very much like supermarket sweep. Whoosh, off I go. <laughs> or immediately after supermarket sweep with a researcher. This is a good bit. Uh, Vidicast sounds vaguely medieval. Sea emission. Oh, I don't like that. Sea mission. No, no, no. No, Susan. What? No. These are all suggestions emission. from one woman. Submission. Sea mission. Well, it says that's that. Look at this bloody thing. There you are. That's sea emission. No. No. Vidicast no. still the favourite. And then one final one. Too difficult. Uh, it could be called the Podian or Podian Theatre. Right, right. Podian. This Why don't we give it an ex eccentrically grand name that takes ages to say? <laughs> well, because that makes films fail. You know, whenever a film has a big elaborate title like Captain Fantabulous's no. Spectacular. Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Yeah, all right, but it's not, you know, what did it do at the box office, kid? If you want to work in this about town. I don't, I care about more than figures, you know. Bedtime stories, it was for me very much a project of the heart and soul. He fell in love with the script. Uh, I've got to do this. I've got to play the part of Mickey, just a guy who responds to Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is something I always wanted to do. Careful. It's actually quite good. <laughs> so uh, There he is, there's the promotion done. It's actually quite good. <laughs> I'm uh, free from my obligations to promote that film now. Quite good, Russell Brand. Um, so, uh, yeah, hold on. Podian or Podian, this might might upset Australian fans of the show because a podian is one who feels hostile towards antipodian. Oh, antipodians. Okay, fair enough. Antipodians. Oh, P.S. says Susan Gray, <clears throat> and this is interesting, and also the whole reason I read this email. Monday morning, I was driving a Tibetan Lama, China, get out of Tibet. I was driving a Tibetan Lama to Toronto Airport, and the podcast of last week's show was playing in the car. The monk was giggling like a teenager and kept saying, Crazy monkey mind, crazy monkey mind. No, he didn't. Let's look, why crazy would I lie? Crazy monkey mind. Like a, like a monkey god or something. Like a monkey god in <laughs> Buddhist culture, yeah? It's not right. Monkey mind! He wasn't listening to the radio, he's just saying that because he's gone I've mad. I've crazy monkey mind, I need another Tell banana. Tell yourself, I've crazy. It's irritating. <laughs> Give me a banana. Right, okay, should we listen to a record? What's yes, coming please. up? Well, in honour... my breakfast is here. Matt, Matt was... <laughs> now, you know, you've never known true horror till you've watched Matt Morgan eating a fried egg with a plastic fork, slopping placenta all over his beard because he's so disguised up as Captain Pugwash to, in an attempt to impress Will Self. Well, can't even filmed, live his I'm life. Clearly just wearing a t-shirt. You've got a great, you've got a hat on, a beard. My basically look like an albino Craig David. I grew the bloody shot and stick it on. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! What do you want a medal? Right. So in honour of lovely Justin Hawkins, who we uh, met last night, let's play. If well, you're famous and you turn up to his gig, he will bum lick you. I don't bum lick. What about bum licker, you? One of the biggest bum lickers in the slash whole business. Nosh, slash nosh. Slash nosh. Slash nosh. a rock star. No, I'm not, so, look, I, he didn't, Justin Hawkins weren't even at the gig, he was just next door. He's actually a really sweet, tender fella, and it makes you think, oh, why do people in the media have pop-up people? Met Robbie Williams recently, lovely fella. Admittedly, I went as smitten with him as our manager, Nick, who, <laughs> who seems to be some sort of unpaid camping. Went camping with him, looked at the stars. Gazed up there, the two of them, gazed being the operative verb. Me and Matt Morgan, what a beautiful spiritual connection. You're right, you're cleaning the egg out of your brace, or are you going to get another roll? Yeah, that was a nice breakfast, actually. Lovely, nice to see you scoffing eggs with a plastic fork. But uh, the... The tone of this room cannot be lowered with your sloth-like lack of manners when we have a gentleman, uh, 
dignitary, one of the most honourable entertainers in show business <laughs> present in this room, Paul McKenna. I welcome you. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a very lovely introduction. Good, so I'm a little nervous, you know, I'm worried Why? that my mother might think I'm demeaning myself well, once that, again by coming on this show. That was your mother's verdict of your first appearance, wasn't it? Yes, but that was because you started by um, mentioning that I wanted to have sex with a monkey. Well, yes, but if anyone would know that of you, it would be your mother, <laughs> who had to tolerate your difficult years as a teenager, those embarrassing trips to the zoo, your, re your preposterous reaction to Keith Harris and Cuddles the Monkey. <laughs> oh, bloody mother, Keith Harris has got a very erotic at the end of his arm there. I've never liked Orville, but that other guy is a real hit with me. Well, Paul, thank you very much for coming. And, uh, My pleasure. I'd like to use this opportunity to say that Paul McKenna, I don't know, that we were sort of the, the, the whole having sex with monkeys thing, that was yeah. a, a kind of a parlour game went, that went wrong. Well, he's, he's like one of those urban myths that's got out of hand now. You yeah. know? I mean, it's pro who knows where, where it could end. Well, you know, I think it should end just with you having fellatio from an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> you are very much hypnotism's Mary Chipperfield, abusing monkeys <laughs> with casual aplomb. Ah, oh, Paul, thank Thank you. It's nice to talk to you because normally when I talk to Paul McKenna, it is at the end of a phone before I go on stage. <laughs> like, Paul, Paul, I'm having an anxiety attack. I've got to go on Jay Leno. What will I do? What will I say? And Paul McKenna talks me down as if I'm a, a suicide on a ledge of a 40 story well, building. That's usually because I've had a couple of gin and tonics, you see, and so nothing really matters to me at that time. It's so. pretty interesting being hypnotised yeah. by a drunk man. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I, I do enjoy that. And, and Paul, recently it's been, I've been so amused and uh, it's been joyous that the occasion I spoke to you about an emotional affair of the heart. Yes. Uh, I, you know, I met someone that I'm very fond of. Yes. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> I left the message. Uh, Paul, Justin I just, Hawkins. I just, <laughs> don't, don't, don't jinx it, man. <laughs> this one's special to me. Come on. <laughs> Thinking of you, Justin, and I do believe in a thing called love. Um, like, <clears throat> yeah, I was talking, I left the message for Paul, like, and Paul, yeah, I've met, I've met someone I sort of like him and that can, I, I, need, I need some advice because you know, I've got to concentrate on my job and work and all this sort of stuff. Paul called me back like about eight hours later and said this exact sentence. Hi Russell, it's Paul. What's the matter? Some bitch twisting your melon? Don't out him for saying that. That's the name of his next book. <laughs> I can untwist your melon in seven days. <laughs> Paul McKenna. I forgot I'd said that. And yeah, that you, you have drunk. a photographic memory for these things, don't you? Yeah, yeah. things that are funny, I don't let them go. I don't let them no, pass. It's like you have like a little library there that you store these things away and then months later they can be brought back. Oh yes. Psychopathic, food. really. <laughs> also, I feel no empathy for others. <laughs> Matt has to draw a, a range of expressions for me every morning before we leave the house. Okay, so the upward curve, <laughs> that means happy. That's right, Russell, yes. Mimic human emotion, assimilate into American culture. Let's do a proper interview on Paul McKenna, friend of the show, a man that perhaps like Noel Gallagher we sometimes take for granted, even though they are huge, powerful, sexy stars. <clears throat> this title, we've got um, new producers on the show now, uh, Jack mm. Bowles and Gareth Roy, who have worked with us a long while in television, know us well, but are very lucky because a lot of their work and research reveals them to be idiots. The subsections of this interview are termed thusly. Saucy is the first section of the interview that we'll be, we'll be covering. I, I, I sense Gareth Roy's hand in this. Gareth Roy, who once, well, whilst in a car, all of us were together in a car, driving through Los Angeles, and this woman goes, um, oh, God, I keep getting told in this city, you know, they're so hot with the parking. And, and, and she goes, I've been told three times. And Gareth Roy went, <laughs> I suppose if you get, uh, I suppose if you get towed five times, you get footed. 
said that. The toes, because there are five toes on a foot. And we all naturally... You shouldn't have even said it, because he brought our show down. We, well, we all attacked him and derided him for his ridiculous comments. That's rightfully so, yeah. There was silence for a minute, and they went... So what if I said that thing? <laughs> As if he had a right to be an idiot. Well, this, this research here is the product of that same mind. <clears throat> the first section is saucy. Paul. Paul has helped five infertile couples get pregnant. <clears throat> have you, Paul? Yes, I have, actually. How did you do that, Paul? With well, your dirty <laughs> sperm. <laughs> with your little tummy worms. <laughs> there was no such thing involved. <laughs> Look at, uh, you can see that Paul's got one ear on his mother yeah. listening, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Dressed as a monkey. <laughs> it, was, um, it was actually, uh, it was couples that, that couldn't conceive uh, naturally. And uh, for some <laughs> reason, um, there's, uh, e e there was a psychological blockage. And, uh, and actually, I was able, it is true, to help other men's wives get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, Mr McKenna, even remotely. <laughs> so, well, but, so people can think themselves pregnant now. Um, um, yeah, it's there, uh, well. I read about a doctor who had about a fifty percent success rate with couples that couldn't conceive, and he was basically just hypnotising them to relax because when people are stressed, it affects the estrogen levels. Mm. But I think there's a bit more to it than that. I mean, some of the, um, I mean, one of the ladies, her immune system kept attacking the the fetus, and Ooh, uh, like a little and, internal war. I don't like that at all. No, well, and and so we just I, thought of it as an invading presence, as, as an invader. So I put her into a trance and <laughs> asked to talk to immune system and said stop it and <laughs> she, <laughs> i said stop it you ask, and, uh, ask? um i actually um well just literally i said uh, um you know i'd like you to reconsider this please <laughs> and uh, and then she had twins it was lovely oh well done i know i, I mean it's it's you know i don't have kids myself but um it, it's one of the most well, gratifying things just to run through that story again to put it to layman's terms a woman couldn't get pregnant paul oh, put her into a trance she got pregnant that's all i heard there was some mumbo jumbo about talking to an immune system as if it was a traffic warden in someone's womb but basically it sounds like paul puts people asleep like a naughty dentist <laughs> Right, Paul. Also, this is this is the word "claim" is used here, which I, I would criticise our production team for because it's sort of it's, it's, it's suggesting that somehow your work is spurious. Paul also claims he can make a woman's breast bigger with his techniques. Well, I haven't claimed this, but because mm. um, uh, I've not done it, but uh, but yeah, there is a uh, an actual clinical procedure for breast enhancement, and it was developed. I think it was back in the fifties by an American uh, clinician. There was a, his client had one breast bigger than the other, mm. so he regressed her back to puberty, grew her back up, and uh, <laughs> and her breast size changed, and then really? they evened out. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, it sounds saucy and sort of ridiculous, <laughs> but cool. it's but it is a li it's, it's in the you know in the literature in the psychology literature can't be queried that's it that's uh, it, i'd it? say not no and obviously you know if there is if there is a you know a, a lady that requires that kind of help uh, let us know yes please uh, it's uh, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk we can think your knockers bigger in uh, seven days <laughs> yes probably quicker than that yeah Paul can get them all nice and big. I'll slap them about a bit. <laughs> Matt will write a poem about it. Well, Mr. G won't be writing a poem because he's not here. <laughs> and then there's this subheading. This is the next piece of your interview. It's entitled Rich. This year, Paul became Britain's highest paid TV personality in a deal reportedly worth 23 million. Now, I read that you're uh, our country's highest paid TV personality. Now, I felt yeah. obviously some pride, bit of envy. Now, are you, so <laughs> are you Britain's Oprah Winfrey in a way? 
I, you know, I'm, I'm not actually allowed to discuss any of the details of the, um, of Do you want to go of, back of to the monkey de- sex? <laughs> <laughs> You're more comfortable with that? The, the lawyers would be happier if we did, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not allowed to talk about it all, but it's, mm. um, yeah, life is very good though. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm living rich here in LA. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's quite nice here, isn't it? We're having a lovely time, except for Matt, who's turned his bedroom into a ghetto. It looks ridiculous. If you found a fox living in Matt's bedroom, you'd think the fox would let itself go. This is disgusting. Quite a bad room anyway before i go in there that is the pool room is he's got a bed in there you've got a lovely shower all tiled all nice but he's, he's turned he's looking, man, man is looking very la i can see you've taken yeah. to it got the sunglasses on that's because will self said to him as, as a writer you need to be incognito since then matt's been going around like the <laughs> third man looming in doorways <laughs> <laughs> we never see him anymore <laughs> it's ridiculous the way he carries on hey paul this is something i've been wanting to mention to you for a long time we were out mm. once for dinner about 10 of us you had a few drinks just you know why mm. wouldn't you a lovely mm. man like yourself a couple of drinks <laughs> then there's a, a beautiful moment <laughs> where you, Paul, stood up in what can only be described as a blind panic, <laughs> flapping, floundering, slapping away at your own body as if you were on fire, took off your shirt, claiming, there's a bee, there's a bee, I've been attacked by a bee. Yes. And uh, you said that the bee had uh, stung you, you took your top off in a crowded restaurant, <laughs> the Chateau Marmont, the bee was never seen, Paul. Then it was there ever a bee? <laughs> and this is maybe why <laughs> alcohol you know, should only be sold to people in limited amounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there's a bee! Hang there's on, a like bee! Nipples, like he took his like top naked. off! Topless. There's a bee! There's a bee! <laughs> and like the people that work for Paul had to go, oh, there probably is a bee! <laughs> <laughs> Paul is, is hypnotising himself yeah. to see an imaginary bee. There was no uh, bees! It was actually a momentary act of madness. So, <laughs> yeah. There's no, no other excuse for it. Yeah. I've put my mind in your hands <laughs> on occasion. Vital moments uh, in my life before I go out, before the Brits, had a little chat with Paul McKenna, before all big mm. occasions, old Paul McKenna's there, right in my little mind box. Well, that might be why I'm able to help people, because I'm actually probably a little madder than they are. Right. And so their problems don't shock me. No, no, I could, as long as people aren't fleeing imaginary insects, they to you are utterly stable. I was reminded of that the next day. It was one of those mo- moments when, mm. um, uh, you know, when you think, oh my God, I didn't really, did I? And I do remember, like, leaping up and people turning around on the other tables. <laughs> Yeah, well, everyone was very worried. There was a man stripping. (laughs) (laughs) And ended up for no good reason. What did you do when this happened? I just sort of stood back and watched and thought, I hope that he hasn't planted any of this. (laughs) This is the beginning of the end. (laughs) I'm going to have to find someone else to phone before gigs, you know. I better get Darren Brown's number. (laughs) This is the way he's going to treat my brain. Success. According to the Sunday Times, he is Britain's best selling non fiction author and is published in 23 languages. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's it. You see, you might well have slammed in there with a half million on that hardback Mm. and had the juggernaut uh, of sales. Um, It was a success. Oh, it's beyond successful, you know. And I I have to admit, a little envy as well when I saw those sales figures. Mm. But, you know, when we look at the overall figure, (laughs) all of my seven titles together, you know, somehow I feel a little better. Well, no, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. That was very much a fluke, my book. Although I've just signed a very good book deal. Have I mentioned that to you, Matt? A A couple of times. Yeah? Well, gee, it's all very you impressive. You having a book off. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if I was that rich, I'd just sit here quietly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Celebrity connections. Paul has hypnotised a range of celebrities, including Gloria Estefan, Bobby Womack, Lulu, the Bee Gees, and he recently helped Ellen DeGeneres to quit smoking. 
Well, or, um, no, only the last bit's true about, about Alan. The, the others appeared on my show um, ah. when I when I see those um, comedy hypnotism shows years ago. Oh yes, they weren't sure that the hypnotism would be entertaining enough. So <laughs> then, the powers that be in television, uh, uh, their confidence was increased by the thought of a pop star. Uh, it was kind of weird, you know, I'd be doing these these hypnotism routines and I have to you know stop and and you know have the Bee Gees sing or right. Lulu or something right. like that. You didn't hypnotise the Bee Gees then. Uh, no, I didn't. But they were, I have to say, they were so nice. I think uh, amongst the nicest people I've ever met in show business. Matt's actually. always astonished by people, how nice people are. You should have seen him trying to fillet Slash last night at my gig. And, uh, what's his name? Guy Pearce. Guy, oh, the Guy Pearce. The actor. The actor yeah. Guy yeah. Pearce, Mike from Neighbours, also yeah. is in some films as well, I believe. But he, mostly Mike from Neighbours. He, oh, he's, oh, what a wonderful man. Who nice? Oh, he's lovely. lovely. He's, yeah, he's, sort of, he's so gentle and sweet. You sort of want to yeah. give him a cuddle. cuddle who's who's the nicest person you've yeah. met since you've been? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do that. It's almost, who's, who's, who's planted that? I didn't who, even make that decision. <laughs> he's hypnotised me. Who was the, it was like the biggest surprise, you know, who was the person who was least uh, like you expected them Well, to probably be? Noel Gallagher early on, because Noel Gallagher's a bit like a sort of just a cuddle auntie you know so except occasionally we'll get a bit sulky on the show and yeah. hang up because we gave too much attention to uncle yeah. monty actor richard griffiths you know he hang up then but yeah. noel gallagher's been a huge surprise who else matt have you been surprised by anyone dear um only ricky martin but i'm still bitter about still bitter ricky, about martin. ricky martin was yeah. rude to matt once when matt was an intern at mtv yeah, a little bit, yeah. And where's his career now? Exactly. Right, yeah. well, look Matt. at Matt. Who's living the Vida Loca now? <laughs> Matt Morgan, living in his little fox bed. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a crazy time. Just look out of that fox bed. Yeah, no, you're all right. So, uh, <clears throat> we're here with Paul McKenney. You listen to the Russell Brand Show. It's Saturday night, but in our world, it's we're in Los Angeles. We're an echo from your past. Uh, we've not done the item nanecdotes for a while. Paul, shall I explain to you the concept of nanecdotes? Yeah, absolutely. You know old ladies or nans, they say something odd sometimes didn't they like you know they'll go oh they'll get all confused like uh, a nan you know? i've still got all my own teeth they'll say that something like, they'll yeah. say that yeah that's yeah. Just, yeah but say if they said instead of teeth when i've still got um, all my own i don't know i don't know what would they matthew if you got uh, can you give an example of an anecdote why bother limbs limbs i've still got all my own limbs let's play yeah. the jingle because that's what sums up the uh, Actually, jingle. Jingle. Hello, there it is. Listeners make that. That's not us. Yeah. That's not our production, yeah. which is Brilliant. very convenient because we produce this show ourselves independently now. Saves us a fortune. The listeners do all the work. That's essentially, fantastic. The people like the engineer Peter, all of the production just team fans, here, just people we've bought in <laughs> off, off the off street. street. Afterwards, we have sex with them. So <laughs> this uh, this is an anecdote. It's from Jess Turner and Jessica Goodman. Two of them have combined to make uh, the ultimate anecdote. Many would say. Dear Russell, Matt and Mr. G, though Mr. G, the poet laureate of the show, is off poncing mm. around the West End now. He's not available for us. Although, actually, I think the idea is that Mr. G is going to listen to this show back, because it's pre-recorded. And add a poem in the end. And write a poem. I hope he doesn't use that as an opportunity to write something disrespectful or rude about us. Do you think he might? He may do, and he also may have used one of his pre-prepared things. He'll try and get too much in there. Yeah, he won't be, be doing it under pressure. He's going to yeah. spend too long. Yeah, he will. He'll overdo it. It's like when you do a drawing, you keep going back to the drawing. Oh, in the end, like you, Matthew, when you draw like little lads with turbans and hamburgers with faces. That's just mind spew. Why does he do that, Paul? He's always doodling during the show, Matt Morgan. And what, and what does he doodle? Just weird things like little cakes and people and apples with worms coming out of them and, exactly. and a little boy with a turban dancing <laughs> on some swords. Yeah, why does he do it, Paul? 
Do you think it might mean I, he's an idiot? I think some bitch is twisting could, my melon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or he's on crack. Yeah, I think uh, that could be on, it. On the come down from crack. That's very really much what it is. So. Crack's bad, obviously. Don't take crack. Paul McKenna's there having a bit of fun with us yeah. all. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm not advocating it. Well done, Paul. That's cleared that up. So here is this anecdote. The other week, my best mate, Jessica Goodman, and I were sat in the car going to Wakefield with my grandma, and there was a Rastafarian in the car in front of us. We were driving along, and my grand shouted out, Oh, look, he's a Rasputin. Lots of love. <laughs> Jess Turner and Jessica Goodman mistaking a Rastafarian for a Rasputin. Do you think that's a genuine one or a lie one? I think it's genuine. I think it's genuine as well. It's a genuine anecdote. A cynical man. Well, what do you mean? Why? Very cynical. I like to t- I've got a questioning mind. I'm, a, I'm one of life's inquirers, but I'm, you know, I'm open-minded as well. I'm, well, now Paul McKenna's splayed my mind open and filled it all up with junk. <laughs> I'm, I'm a highly suggestible individual. So that was an anecdote. Paul, of course, you wouldn't be able to share an anecdote or anything unusual that your own mum has said, because she normally comes out with things like, well, don't go on Russell Brand show, dear, it <laughs> compromises right. your dignity. That's right, People she does, People might take yeah. you seriously. Yes, she yeah. said it, um, it demeans me, yeah, that's right. Is she proud of you, your mum? Well, I hope so. Yes, I think so. Mm. Well, I mean, we'll find out. Maybe not after this. No, it's going to certainly diminish some of the pride. That's right. Do you ever, say you think you've got a bit of an issue yourself, do you think, I'll just hypnotise myself? Like, say you've smoked or something, would you hypnotise yourself out of it? You could, you, some of it, some things are can and some things you can't solve yourself. So, you know, you have to sort of, somebody else has to, you know, see it from the outside, really. Right, it needs to be externalised. I ask this mainly because I use a lot of your hypnotic uh, techniques to seduce women now. I'll just say to them, you know, come on, love, give us a cuddle. There's a bee on you. (laughs) (laughs) Take your top off. Let me twist. Your melon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a combination of the twist in the melon and uh, there's a bee, there's a bee, watch out. What does he this. say to you when he phones you up? I'm really interested in what sort of complaints he phones you up. You can with. be honest with Matt Morgan. I can be honest, say. there's no one listening. <laughs> it, um, what, I can it's say. A million listeners. Yeah, you can uh, well, it's usually, um, you're not the only person who does this, but sometimes people call me before they're about to go on television, do a performance. They say, you know, I'm just, I need to get, actually athletes do it sometimes before an event. They, they need to get in what they call the zone. Right. Uh, musicians call it being in the groove, you know, it's being in the flow. We're just in that place where you're, you know, you're thinking all the right things, you're making all the right moves and, and there's a way of doing that. So, um, I, you know, I use a technique to help people get into that. So that's really, that's basically what it is, you know. Right. So Russell's in no way an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very healthy and fit. You've seen some of my sex moves, Matthew. Well, yeah. Rather athletic. Never won anything on sports today. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> always been home empty. So what does he say? Does he Sometimes they let me keep the egg. Yeah. So he phoned you up and said, oh, I really like a girl. Try and stop me liking her in case I have some genuine feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, there's nothing wrong with that. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't want them twisting our melon. No. <laughs> See, Paul keeps me on the straight and narrow, away from any so family life. So, do you have celebrities phone you up all the time? Oh, I've got to go on yeah. a flight and stuff like that. Yeah. Ah, oh, flight, because he's scared of aeroplanes, Matt is. That's Not why really. he brought that up. Not he's scared of them. Big yeah. and bird, big and bird. What, wee, wee, what, wee, wee. He panics in airports, you should see him. Going himself, well, statistically, you're very unlikely to die. Oh, you don't need to worry about turbulence. The planes never crash from turbulence. More nuts, more nuts. Oh, I'm fine, I was. <laughs> I was scared of flying, but then I read, uh, like, loads about the science of flying and you know now i understand how it works i'm not scared of it he's it, like condor I, man of a weekend i was repeating the statistic um uh, which was that you're more likely to be kicked to death by a donkey than die in an air crash and that was true but uh in 1947 
Right. And the American donkeys... Well, there was a lot of donkey deaths. And, and, and there was hardly any flying deaths. And, <laughs> and, and, and so the, <laughs> the, the American Donkey Society are least pleased with me. And uh, so I've had to make a donation to a donkey sanctuary to, to, <laughs> to ease my guilt about this. Because Paul McKenna been vilifying donkeys. I have. You want to worry I, about those <laughs> bastard mules out there <laughs> kicking people Killer to death. donkeys, yeah. <laughs> Statistically, you're more likely to be raped by a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> to die of smoking cigarettes. <laughs> oh, you go out there condemning donkeys left, right, and centre. What a ridiculous way to live. How far are we away from the news, gentlemen? Someone would let me know, surely. Two minutes from the news. In a minute, you will be learning stuff. We were doing an item recently, Paul. Mm. It's called Things What Sound Nice But Are Actually Bad. It's not a very catchy name for an item. It needs to be produced up a little bit, but you've seen the people that work for us. They're just people <laughs> we trawl the streets for. So this one is from James in Staffordshire. A thing that sounds nice but bad. One of my favourite sounds nice but is bad phrases is ethnic cleansing. Sounds nice, actually bad. Oh, a nice ethnic cleanse. Oh, yes. up. But actually, very racist and evil. Yeah. We've, it, got, we've got to collate all these because they're good. I yeah, think uh, nice global warming as well. Sounds cosy, yeah. doesn't it? Ooh, global warming. Because warming, it's not... It's got a and, and also, globes. binge drinking. What? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds bad, Paul. It sounds brilliant. Binge drinking does sound like binge, binge, binge drinking. Binge drinking. Now get myself near a hive, a lovely cuddle with lots of bees. I'm like Winnie the Pooh with a jar of honey. Binge drinking. Binge drinking sounds. Does is that one? It, it literally. Only if you're an alcoholic. Paul. Makes me want to go down the pub whenever I hear about it. Binge, binge drinking statistics. You're more likely to be. Killed by a donkey <laughs> than develop alcoholism from necking neat tequila in the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> Paul McKenna there condemning another donkey. You might be interested to know, Paul McKenna, that uh, Matt there, Iraqi mm. Matt we call him, is an American soldier and he served in the same battalion as Black Hawk Down. Isn't that right? Why do you bring that up? Well, I just like to... You've got a bit of a crush on me, haven't you? It's not so much a crush on him, but I like the idea that we've got a soldier. Because when you hear about things, you know, about like, oh, this is happening in Iraq, that's happening. Someone there... Oh, can... did you ever see a man die? Oh, did, oh. You, did you kill someone? Have you ever kicked over a table in a market? Oh, bloody <laughs> hell. Oh, you... Oh, colon colonise the world. You can colonise my colon, you big American brute. Okay, we... Uh, oh. Disgusting. Come on. Right, come on. Right, so it's time now to learn what's going on in this dirty little circle of ours and time for Iraqi Matt to find out about my dirty little circle. This is BBC Radio <laughs> 2, <laughs> online on digital on 88891 FM. Lucy Lawless is coming up on the show, still with us is Paul McKenney. You listen to the Russell Brand Show on Radio 2. We are not actually doing this now. This happened in the recent past. James Corden will be on the phone in 15 minutes time. It's going to be a real treat for all of us. So I'm just like looking at some of the uh, shoddy... Re I noticed that the research for Paul McKenna just said like, oh, oh Paul has uh, hypnotised Bobby Womack. Wrong. Paul has hypnotised the Bee Gees. Wrong. How would it, the Bee Gees wouldn't all say, oh, Paul we... has met the Bee Gees. Yeah, that's what's mm. happened. But yeah, our research is so shoddy. Like, why mm. would the Bee Gees say, we, the Bee Gees, all three of us, need to get hypnotised together? Why would that ever happen? Like, that would never have the unit, same problem. It would never happen, would it? No. It's so hard being beaches. You know, like it's like they've got a sort of a harmonised problem. Ridiculous. Shoddy research. But look at this research for Lucy Lawless, which may or may not be true. Lucy used to be a gold miner in Australia. Do you think that's true? What? 
Who says there? Look, Lucy Lawless, Xena Warrior Princess, used Works to be... Works briefly as a gold mine, that's probably not true. Keen yeah. Fisher. She's a keen Fisher woman. This is probably off Wikipedia, isn't it? That, that's, oh, that's yeah. all it is. People are too lazy to do the research. Right. They go to Wikipedia right. and I then see. they repeat all the nonsense. That's what it is. It's ridiculous, really. Why do we not sack more people? That's, that's the yeah. only question lingering now. Well, we'll find out if those things are true soon. We'll find out. And, uh, and uh, if they're not true, one of you Change is going to be Wikipedia. fired. Yeah. Change, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you can do that. Well, yeah. update it. Yeah, I suppose Up to so. a point. Okay. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, some people can change it, and others can't. I thought it was a democracy. It's not. Well, it can't, well you've been. Sounds. You sound like a man He's who's been, been on, on Wikipedia. Going. Actually, I am the most highly paid <laughs> in the whole world. No, I'm not scared of unreasonable. I never said I wanted to have beat. sex with a monkey. I just said I found them sexy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great deal of difference. People have bridged that gap needlessly. Bees are to be feared. A bee sting in the wrong place could kill a man. A bee on a donkey. Is one of the most dangerous things. <laughs> a bee on a donkey could wreak havoc across any metropolis. Some have said that Jack the Ripper was in fact a bee on a donkey, killing prostitutes in London. And I, and I don't care how many donkey sanctuaries I have to build in Argentina, the truth must be known. We are listening to Donkey Hater Paul McKenna, braying like the donkeys he hates from the bottom of his black empty heart. Okay. Okay, we've had the real news, now it's time for our new item, our news or something. We'll what? think of a name for that. Well, hey, we're gonna, we're thinking of a name for our podcast, we're thinking of calling Vidicast. We're pretty much gonna call them Vidicast, because of like, uh, the book Clock, Clockwork Orange. Vidi this, my brother, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'll say things like Bookie Wook and that, so Vidicast. That's where our new video podcast will be, they'll be available so on the BBC that, website. All right. Well, what do you want to call? You said it as well. You went calling Vidicast. I know, but I didn't want to jump you, in with it. You came up with it independently. It's a nice name, isn't it? Because also, I don't much like vodcasts because it sounds like you're going vodka and then you go at the end of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. no, no fan of that bit of language at all. No. So uh, I'm up for Vidicast. Vidicast, yeah, I like it. Thanks, yeah. Paul. Right, well, yeah. that's all right then. <clears throat> now it's time for our new item: news. Now, look at this stuff. <laughs> Come it's on. Original on. name, anyway. Yeah, well, look. Wait, let me see me. Oh, Iraqi Matt's all hunched over in the corner having a flashback. He's going to the toilet. <laughs> He's going to the toilet in one of his billy cans, isn't he there? He'll probably fashion that into something in a minute. Let it off to terrify a shoe bomber who don't exist. Here we go. Here's a nice item here. Free pizza for every yob. Police have sparked fury by handing out free pizza to yobs. Officers are inviting youths to enjoy the snacks and drinks at a community centre to help break down barriers. But shopkeepers in Derby are fuming at the balmy scheme after being terrorised by gangs of fugs for months. One shopkeeper said, It's like a reward for bad behaviour. Perhaps we all ought to stand outside my shop and be told we're going to be given free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> we should all just stand outside my shop and be told that. And then, whether or not it happens, I don't care. But I just want to be told it. <laughs> what do you think of that scheme, Paul McKenna? Oh, it's br brilliant. <laughs> I like it. It'll yeah. cheer a yob yeah. up. People have got to build brick. No point being horrible to a yob. They could put chemicals in the pizza that would calm them down. Is it true yes. that, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't drug people with pizza, man. That's not fair. Yes, you can. That's how all the match dates go. I could just put a chemical in this drink to make this girl calm down. <laughs> she's, she's so calm she's now. Happy now. That's better. <laughs> oh, look how calm she is. She's so calm. I can do pretty much what I like. Now to put the remains of my last victim in a cardboard funny. box and leave it outside for collection. That's the way. 
way he lives. Don't. Don't. A brilliant disclaimer there from autism sufferer Matt Morgan. Autism isn't funny, even though the film Rain Man is. Paul McKenna. Paul McKenna, do you think that's a bit wrong to give the yob some pizza? Or do you think it's wrong to play classical music outside a shop or a bus stop because it stops vandalism, unlike the film Clockwork Orange, where it But does it? I mean, is there any proof that giving people pizza stops vandalism? There's not really, I don't think, but it might, mightn't it? I mean, I'd be less likely to do a bit of vandalism if I had a pizza. <laughs> if you had a lot of pizza, just, you'd uh, probably be so fat, you then wouldn't want to go out and do anything, would you? I can't be bothered. I'll just stay here, watch vandalism on the telly, if I must have some vandalism in my life. So it, it could work. Seems like an alright yeah, scheme. Right, I'd right. give them good food, because it's the junk yeah. food that's probably... Getting them all wired. Them... Well, yeah, and just well, sluggish and unhappy. Giving them blue wickets and pizza outside a shop is making the problem worse. Yeah. Fair enough. Give them nice things. But I do think you should, they should drug the uh, pizza. You think they should drug Paul the pizza? Paul said that as well, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, you and Paul, thank God, have got <laughs> no actual power to go around <laughs> drugging people with pizza. It's bad enough that he can hypnotise people without letting him drug junk food. God's sake, what trying to society are you people trying to create here? Ridiculous way to live. Cat adopts rat. You interested in that story? Yes. Wonder what's going to happen here. The, the headline... I love this item my, news. What's wrong with me item news? It's good. Cat adopts rat. <laughs> Look. It's, it's like a simple children's book. <laughs> Come on, get Look, on with it. Look, it's nice if a cat adopts rat because they're crossing barriers. And if they can change and you can change, maybe the whole damn world can change. That's yeah? just the classic stupid news story at the end. One animal that shouldn't like another animal likes, likes one. that animal. Yeah. Oh look, a pig instead of breastfeeding it's little a dog piglets. Lives with some dogs. I see a pig once. It had it off with a duck. Bloody hell, news! I see his kit and it got a shoe. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Daily Mail news. Right, oh there, look at that pup, mate. He's trying to have it off with that chicken. Happy Easter. So, you know, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hold on, though. Come on. Maybe. I have a feeling this new story is going to surprise you, Paul and Matt, by being actually an interesting metaphor for something or another. A pet cat in China has adopted a rat. Well, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Matt, because the story goes on. Who knows how the relationship will evolve? China, which we're boycotting the Olympics of. So there, China, if you think you'll get me and Matt out there in our PE kits, running around, <laughs> passing batons until you're right out of Tibet, you are mistaken. Paul, will you be attending the Olympics in Beijing? Certainly not. No so way. Straight to that. The campaign is growing. <laughs> I'm a bit peeved that there's rats and cats getting it on over there. That's yeah. another reason to boycott the... If a rat and a cat can subvert the whole Tom and Jerry idea, why can't the Chinese military leave Tibet alone? Mm? Exactly. Come on. That's a metaphor for that, isn't it? It's a good metaphor. See, I knew we'd get something out of this. Come on then. Right, so, in China, a cat has adopted a rat which she is nursing alongside her four kittens. So they're all there, rats, cats, sucking up cat milk out of a cat's tits. Or rats will eat anything. What do you mean? So that's saying not that's not that's a, just sad. It's <laughs> just a greedy opportunist rat yeah. sucking up cat milk. Is that how you see that? Yeah. That's what it'd be if you were doing it. But this rat, I think it's cute. The rat has been living with a cat since the kittens were born four weeks ago. The rat not only drinks cat's milk, but also plays with its kitten brothers and sisters. Oh, no, this is a cartoon now. This is lovely. Better than Ratatouille, where a rat makes it as a chef. Yeah, the cats will grow. The rat the makes and sisters. it as a cat. Well, you'll go, they're getting bigger than me, uh -huh. and they'll get all big. They're trying to kill me. 
Oh, he'll no. just become their plaything. But this is a brilliant narrative. We should write this. We should write. We're looking for new projects. Oh, Russell Brand God. plays a rat making it against all as odds. A cat. As a cat. It's not <laughs> as good as a chef, is it? I suppose it's less of a jump, although they are in direct opposition. A rat and a cat is a classic Montague, Capulet, Romeo, Juliet style thing. A bit like Iraqi Matt and his Palestinian girlfriend. Iraqi Matt, the soldier over there in the corner, there he is, squatting down, still doing that poo he's been doing. He <laughs> goes out of a Palestinian girl in spite of American foreign policy, which he endorses. <laughs> Russell's jealous of her. <laughs> I'd like to, oh, a little bit of American beefcake. But I like it, you know, because when I did a joke about the war against terror, <laughs> Iraqi Matt was cross because he's into the war against terror. He thinks mm. it's a necessary thing, which he's entitled to do as part of a democracy in inverted commas. Yeah? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the rat not only... This drinks... better get better, this story, because it's still that story. Hold on! It's We've still already... the classic story. No, because the... The rat plays with the little kittens! Did that's, you expect that's, that? That's normal! He's drinking the cat's milk! It thinks it's a cat! What about that? There's no there's no hold point on. in reading oh, that. Hold on, let me carry on reading. Yeah, now you'll make some. No, cut. no! <laughs> Look though, what it actually says also, is this. the rat wears a bow tie <laughs> and can speak. <laughs> Chinese scientists were astonished when the rat became a campaigner to get China out of Tibet. <laughs> it's wrong, said the rat, who's now a rat monk, a monk rat. He's become a monk rat. He got a shaved head that China are even shaved in Tibet. Head. That would look ridiculous. You've got a furry body and shaved head. <laughs> That'd be all right. <laughs> his head, and his head becomes his body. I like it. Just have a little pink patch on Is his it? furry body. Why are you against my little monk rat Come here, read the rest of this story. The cat reportedly treats the rat exactly the same as a natural kittens, even though it's a monk rat campaigner against Chinese <laughs> occupation of Tibet, and it's become <laughs> part of a family. So what about that? That rat's going to end up eaten. No! Who's witnessed this? You... <laughs> These are just lies. They're not... Oh, Matthew, when did you, a beautiful boy from Dartford, become so cynical? <laughs> Haven't I given you any everything? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not out of your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not allowed to eat the food at the house. He's as a, I you pay had, money for it. I'm not allowed he's to had eat free, it. free egg white frittatas. He had, I see him scoff them one after another. You'll see him popping them in his little mouth. You're the rat living like a cat. You <laughs> should <laughs> be in our house, dirty little pig. Right, here's another story. <laughs> now, just see if you think this one's worth reading by the logic of cat adopt rat that we have just learned. That's the paradigm that we're trying to conform to. Pensioner destroys flat to cure ants. Do you think that? <laughs> That's quite funny. Not even his own flat. He's just destroying them. Shall we find out about that? Do you want to know more before James Corden comes on the phone? And then we've got Lucy Lawless coming up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, we'd love to. Hopefully they're real ants. Well, let's find out. A Polish pensioner destroyed an entire block of flats when he poured insecticide down a ventilation shaft after being driven potty by ants. Marcin Barsot, 74, used gallons of insecticide, but when it seemed to have no effect on the insects, <laughs> when it seemed to have no effect on the insects, he threw a burning towel after it. This insecticide's not oh, working. Right. Yeah, he set a towel on fire, just threw it down the vent. <laughs> burning towel. This will kill them ants. He's, that's brilliant that he done that. He's like Iraqi Matt. That's how Iraqi Matt would have handled the problem. The explosion left the block of flats in eastern Poland ruined. Well, there you are. So it wasn't as much fun as the cat adopting a rat, was it? Mm. In many but respects. But just like mentally ill person burns down flat. 
Yes, it is, but much more fun to think of a pensioner trying to kill ants on a yeah. crazy campaign of terror. Where's, this, where's your news come from? I just, just, I think things before I come here, <laughs> and then I say them when I arrive. It's a good system. So. It's lovely, it's working for me. Okay, so Matthew, you want to listen to Guns N' Roses so that you can impress Slash, ah, uh, he well, saved every one of us. But yeah. Well, he can't be, can he, because this is pre-recorded. Just, you I'm played not... The Darkness. So? Because I met Justin Hawkins. I like Justin Hawkins. Who your fan sweet. base like as well, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I know. Is there a site that's you and Justin Hawkins? There is, actually. It's brandonhawkins.com. <laughs> is there any point in both of them? They're essentially the same thing. That's what people seem to think. But there you go. I like Justin Hawkins. There's no dishonour in that. Now, we have been joined in this room. Paul McKenna's still here. He's drifted off to the sideline. He's tampering with equipment because, of course, Paul McKenna used to work in radio, so he's all cocksure of himself, dabbling with buttons and switches and whatnot. Here with us is Lucy Lawless. Hello, Lucy. What Hello. a joy to have you. I like the way you say my name like that. I know. It's, it's, it's a little bit faulty towers, isn't it? Yes, it's the way that uh, ba uh, Sybil Forty says Basil. Basil! That's how you say it. Yeah. You've done that from early on in our relationship. I found you quite intimidating, Lucy, I'll be honest at first. <laughs> you did not. A little bit, but in a very sort of sexy way, if you don't mind my uh, saying. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got a bit of a mummy thing going on, haven't you? I had started reading your book. I've read three chapters and then I lost interest, sorry. but um, oh, No, no, no. no. It's it gets better. It's actually unputdownable. I thought it was really? Unput yes, but I had to because I had something very important to do this morning. What was it? This. This, oh yeah, yeah. thank God. But as long as the baton was passed to actual me mm -hmm. from literary me. The yeah. mummy thing. Oh, the mummy thing. This is Matt Morgan. The mummy thing, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's got a bit of a mummy thing yeah, going so on. He gets texts that say, you've been a bad boy for mummy. Well, yeah, actually. Not from his mummy. No, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> I've got photos of him trying to breastfeed when I was, I was wearing this breastfeed off me yeah, right. but when I was wearing a fat suit the other day and I had these huge nungas and he was I've got photos of him dressed as a friar with like that little bald cap he and everything like now. breastfeeding <laughs> off some yeah. enormous breast I really liked it Lucy I uh, did too it was quite, I couldn't He's a chubby chaser. I could feel it right through. I did, Lucy, when she was in a fat suit, yeah, was a chubby that I could chase. But even not in the fat suit, I <laughs> she still couldn't would, get far enough. No, that's enough. right. You were imprisoned in, in a sort of a tomb of fat. But listen, uh, Lucy, yeah, this mm. whole uh, mother fetish that I've got—it's nothing. Yeah. Can I just clarify? It's nothing to do with my actual come mother, sit, Barbara. Come Brand. sit on my knee, darling. No, it's not. It's not oh, Barbara's God. fault. No. You were just born that way, and it's that's not, okay. It's not your real mother. It's, it's not just... like I want to have it off with my actual mum, bless her heart, poor no. cow. No, it's I like the idea of saying mummy in a sort of sexy situation. Now, I did get into a bit of a scenario with a bird, where she was like, was all a bit of, oh, mummy this, mummy that, you're a good boy for mummy, or mummy's boobs, stuff like that. It's very sexy. I was willing to, Paul McKenna's making notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to take hours to unravel. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and, and like, it was, it was all, good, all good, clean, sexy fun, right? But then the, the relationship with the girl sort of continued, like you know, and it was all, and she would start. <laughs> you mean after after you orgasm, she kept it up, kept play, bothering and then me. It bothered you. Yeah. What are you doing? I've, uh, I know you got to stop the fantasy right there. You see okay? this effluvia? Well, this is an indication that your time is up. <laughs> so, so like, well, next, <laughs> she's a ding dong, a little bell ring. Someone else strolls in, right? But all that, she's like, she was texting me sometimes all sexy things. Oh, mummy wants you, mummy this, mummy that. Then she started to go, why have you not texted mummy back? Hurt <laughs> mummy's feelings. You're <laughs> 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 a bad boy for mummy. It's sort of like I don't want to be this mummy thing going on now now that I'm getting told off the sex was removed from it Lucy that was no fun at all I know she just you know what she needed to learn that lesson here we go Lucy let's learn some stuff about you Lucy's Lucy we've got a prepared interview here so we can interview you in a, a yeah, in case we lose run out of things to say to each other I can't imagine that would ever huh. happen you sat there with your go. maternal go. Go. energy Shoot. <clears throat> Lucy bosoms everywhere oh stop Lucy worked briefly as a gold miner is that a lie 
No, it's not actually. I worked for a gold mining company in the outback of Australia, and it was, um, and there was nothing else to do, so I got knocked up. You got knocked up? I did. You got all preggers? Yeah, I did. How old were you? I was a mummy then, 19. You were a mummy at 19? Yeah. All lactating, like a mummy would. That's pretty remarkable Stop it, stuff. Russell, you're bringing it on, you're bringing it on. Sorry, sorry, I do apologise. You, what do you, do you, what do you mean, you had a pickaxe? <laughs> yes, and a canary in a cage and a little, you know, candle on my head. Really? No, no, we didn't. It doesn't work like that anymore, but um, I'm not going to spoil a fantasy. Right, okay, because I'm quite I did have a shovel, it. though. You did have a shovel? We did have to shovel and drive through the outback and, and sample, you know, the wares. Where's in a oh, pie man, whoever should walk by. Right. And they would take samples of dirt and then they'd assay it and find gold in parts per million. And this was just billion. as a teenager. Pretty soon after that, you got pregnant. Oh, uh, yeah. That was my only way out of the desert. Lucy accidentally exposed one of her breasts as she sang the US national anthem. Uh, False. It was no accident. Really? No, 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 it was totally an accident, actually. You, which, I wasn't what? selling a bloody album or anything. Right. Plus, I'd been offered a lot of money to do it on purpose for Playboy. Did you not do and it? And turned it down. So why would I do it for 20,000 beer-soaked hockey fans? For nothing? Yeah, I was much more embarrassed because I sang really badly Can we just night. talk through it a little bit? What yeah. were you wearing and how much boob come out? Um, apparently both of them did, but both I, I kind of was too, I was mortified for days afterwards. And how would a person find that on YouTube? But I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> like this, bink. YouTube, just put, what would I Google to get that up? Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll just, Lucy I'll just show listen, mate. Here, here, look, look, look. Oh, All right, man. it's over. Oh, oh, God, she did show me some boob then. Yeah. Oh, it's really weird because, get, like, get that Lucy down, you big boy. That. Wrap your laughing gear around that. <laughs> I would wrap my laughing gear. It wouldn't be laughing gear no more. <laughs> It'd be serious gear. Saying serious, sexy things. Come <laughs> boy for mummy. Come boy for mummy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? That's more than enough of that sort of stuff. Okay, so that's a good thing for me to look out for. Yeah. Now, we all remember you being. Xena, warrior princess. Thanks right? for not putting a the in there. Xena, the warrior princess. That I hear them say princess. that, I mean, Zena. making stuff up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, go You don't need uh, a Oh, I loved you as Xena, the warrior princess. No, Zena. you didn't, you big liar. Xena, the yeah. warrior princess. Yeah, but you're okay. actually Xena, warrior princess. Yeah. I always thought, when I see that sort of thing, oh, the bird shoot her, she'll be just a daft sort of dolly bird type of character. Did you really? Oh, yeah, of course. Xena, oh, warrior princess. Nice. You just think she'll be some sort of accessible floozy. But, but you, you never got in. You never got one in. in no. The last but you've been married and pregnant. Canoodling. No, well. Somebody got in. Hold on. No one actually got in. You're it's all... like, watch this ink get into this chalk. Remember that ad? <laughs> no, I don't remember oh, ink getting into chalk. That's not the way I live my life, dear. Oh, like, I've, it's much more conventional. It might have been an Australian ad. I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, I think so. I think that, yeah, that's, that's not crossed the water. That yes. is, that's a bizarre idea. Zena, and yet the chimps moving a piano did. I don't know what is that. PG oh, oh PG tips. Yeah, no, that was yeah, but that's cruel now. We've banned that. And please don't talk about monkeys in front of Paul McKenna. He sees them very much as erotic little beings. To him, they're just hairy lap dancers asking for it. He once admitted Paul McKenna on this show in a parlour game type situation, like which animal would you have sex with if you had to have sex with an animal? I said a tiger. Matt said a flamingo because of its elegance and he'd like to get in its egg hole. <laughs> Paul said a monkey, and he said that when he watched Planet of the Apes starring Helen the Bonham Carter, he said it, it really got him going. <laughs> and to him, that's like two girls, one cup. <laughs> he loves it. He's oh, really into it. Have you seen, um, did you see the chimp manzee? Oh, yeah. Did you We're see the, the, that the, doc, the documentary about the chimp manzee? Yeah. Oh, what? come on, Paul. <laughs> 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 Junior McKenna. Chimp manzee. They reckon somebody got... got 
got nasty with a, a chimp at some point. There was some sort of a hybrid born. And you think, what? Something was born of a... a... chimpanzee. It's that bald kind of half standing up. Yeah, so is, is there actually any evidence? Though? Is, there a, is there a half man, oh, half monkey? Oh, I saw pictures. Yeah, of the thing. Yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> Lucy gestured to me at that point that I might be the living embodiment of a liaison between a chimp and a human. So no, no, no. It's the way your bottom gets red. Yes, I yeah. know. I, I wish I had more control over that, Lucy. <laughs> the, the chimp manzee. What me and Matt see this brilliant thing on the internet of a chimp. Right, it was a naughty little chimp that escaped from a lab. He was running through a suburban neighbourhood. <laughs> He's dashing about, and then the camera's sort of following him in like reality footage. Way. Oh, there's no, the monkey. There terrible. it is. The chimp. <laughs> then they caught him behind a van. <laughs> he had a cat. Shagging the cat. He was shagging the cat. I've seen that. And like, he looked like he knew it was wrong. When the camera came, <laughs> he sort of looked at the camera, sort of embarrassed, like he was Renee from Hello Hello, being caught with one of the waitresses. <laughs> looked up and went, but then just threw the cat down on the ground. I'm just saying, ran off. it's really bad. The cat looked all embarrassed. The <laughs> cat was yes, where did he learn that trick, McKenna? Yeah, McKenna. Yeah, it's all learned behaviour. He didn't think learned. of that on his own. How would a monkey dream that up, you dirty <laughs> devil, getting inside All right, all right. I, I am somewhat thwarted by that. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy Lawless. Just look, I'm looking at some more facts about her. Lucy appeared as a super-powered version of herself in The Simpsons. Remember, we all remember that happening. He was good in that. That comic book guy imprisoned you in something. I liked it when that Myla, happened. apparently. Also, using Curb Your Enthusiasm. What was that like? Yes. Uh, Larry's my number one Jew. I grew up a Catholic girl, so to me, Jews were always like, ooh, a little bit Jesus-y, but not, and kind of hot. Mm -hmm. And never met one. You've never met Never met one. We really didn't have them in New Zealand. So when I came to the States, it was very exciting. When I was 13, I wagged school to watch Yentl. What you know, is Barbara Yentl? Streisand directed well, so that movie. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, these Jewish people are You were hot. into it. Judaism. Yeah. I was like, what was it? What did you, Mad, Mad what did you like? Mandy looking hot. Hmm? What did you like about the Judaism and the Jewish uh, folk? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, it was just an iconic thing. It doesn't really stand up to scrutiny, really. Right. But, is it sexual? I I'm, think there might have been a penis thing because, you know, the circumcision. I'm prepared yeah, to chop yeah. off a bit of skin for a liaison. Have you got a skin? Yeah, no, we in England, we're not, we'd leave it there. Yeah. Mostly. I... Matt, you still got yours, haven't you? Oh, dear? yes. Paul yeah. McKenna? Yeah, I'm definitely I, still I... Russell's there. got a too long one. Let's <laughs> 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 not criticise my genitals. They are very, very beautiful. No, that's a good part of the show. Do you know what? <laughs> it's, it's almost an item, criticise my genitals. <laughs> uh, very recently, my penis was described as handsome and in a line-up for a trial I'm involved yes, in. Yes, thank you, mummy. <laughs> John Merrick's thumb. <laughs> John Merrick's genitals were perfectly formed. I said thumbed. thumbed. <laughs> I know he's got and he always says that. John Merrick did have perfectly formed genitals. So I know, Russell. Criticize it. Oh, that, 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 the, the, elephant, the elephant man. <laughs> the elephant man. Ah, yeah. A bit of a shame though, really, because he didn't get much opportunity to use them. You can't just go up to people and say, my genitals are perfect. I am not an animal. <laughs> That's him. McKenna, <laughs> 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 get away from me. I'm not an animal. <laughs> good job we weren't the monkey man. Because <laughs> yeah. them perfect genitals would have come in good use with balmy hypnotist Paul McKenna. Here, Lucy, have you got any problems that you want McKenna to interfere with? Because he can right get to the core of anything. He can make you sleep I know, better, I'm quite drive excited. I'm quite excited about that. Oh, the possibilities. He makes me more confident and powerful. Well, That's what he does for me. Well, I was in London recently and mm. I was quite amazed to see all those people standing about in puddles in their suits with a big flag and a beer in their hand. What's I thought, I wish I could drink beer. They look like they're having so much fun and I just hate that stuff. It tastes terrible. What, so you want to be hypnotised into liking beer? Yeah, well, I would like to be a bit more English. Well, we can probably do give that. Me, give me, put a bit of English in me. Quick. Oh, Lucy. Quick. oh thank you, yeah. Russell. Right, well, you Russell, could come around for an extensive um, course of therapy then. 
Yeah, he can get people pregnant. He'll ask well. me, would you swing from that bar? Would you uh, eat a banana? <laughs> okay, so, what, whatever, mate. <laughs> Don't shave for a couple of days. It's uh, <laughs> get you prepared for the McKenna experience. Uh, do you really do that? Do you really, um, you know, do privates? Private It'll do your private. I would do your private session for you. Yeah. Oh, oh. never seen Look, you quite like this. This is another side. I mean, we've all got crushes on Lucy Lawless. Of course, perfectly natural. But we're not all trying to hypnotise her into having sex with us. That's where the mm. distinction lies with Paul all McKenna. Right. I have been caught out now. I admit it. Oh, he's, he's awfully gracious to go he's along with us, fella. isn't he? He's a real yeah. sport. We're here with Paul McKenna, and of course, Lucy Lawless is here, lighting up our lives with her aggressive sexual energy. <laughs> See, you've got aggressive sexual energy there. Have I really? But you're happy in your marriage. Yes, you bloody well do. You're happy in your marriage, of course. How long yeah. have you been with your husband? Robbie's called, isn't he? Uh, 13 years. 13 years, ages, ages and ages. Yeah. All that, that. But you, then it's all all right, is it? Cause oh, good. Sometimes it's very hard to commit. Do you have trouble getting rid of some of these broads sometimes? Nah. He Gee. tried to bloody rope me into this like I'm his Judas sheep. Like, uh, go and uh, affect an introduction with that girl, oh, that yeah. half-naked girl. We were doing a scene. use you to pull a woman. We were doing a scene, right? And, like, and there, there was a lot, like, it was at a swimming pool party. I was dressed in a grass skirt and a coconut bra, very much like Baloo from The Jungle Book. I looked great. There was lots of Careers it. doing well. <laughs> As I'm on top of things, you'll be playing the part of an idiot. <laughs> so, like, in this pool scene, like, there's loads of extras, glamorous extras, all sort of in bikinis, all top birds. I wandered over at Lawless. She similarly was dressed in a coconut bra and everything. I go, see, I help me chat up some of these birds, Lucy. She came over me to chat to this gorgeous extra. She made it much worse than it would have been anyway. She kept saying things like, I rustle, you idiot. And, like, sort of insulted <laughs> me, undermined me. The extra in the end called oh. the police. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh no, I think you got her. I think you got her good. She was following you around a bit. Mm. <laughs> I did go, uh, they did a lot of B-roll for the EPK, the electronic press kit. Yes. And they were interviewing me. I was very last after Russell and Lloyd started doing their stuff, right? <laughs> and so I went in there and but was just... But that trouble you, I noticed. Just, I was on about, oh, Russell. He's made up this incredible persona about Russell Brand, but actually his real name was Bland and he came from... <laughs> The, t the town next to me. I, and they believe it still. They so totally the people that do it, they're on set yeah. all the time doing interviews that are distributed at the release of the film. You know, like when you see a pre-recorded interview on yeah, like yeah, a show. Yeah. Like, they all think now that I'm like a character yeah. actor from New Zealand. His quote-unquote just... heroin addiction. <laughs> all of the, all she thinks is all made, she's told them it was all made Gold up. Gold mining yeah. addiction, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, and, she's, and also she said that I was in Xena Warrior Princess playing a, a, a mute cyclops I think he was or a, something. A mute centaur. And he, he was on a mission to find his voice. And I'm very <laughs> pleased that he has graduated to a part with words. And because it's all so plausible, they believe it now. Now I'm undermined and now I can't have sex with none of the extras. <laughs> <laughs> they often come some schmo. It's quite good, really. I quite like my new life as yeah. a, an out of work sort of struggle. Anonymous person. That, it's all right. It's working out okay for me. I can do it. It's, uh, you know, well, I'm, I have blazed a trail for you. <laughs> really? Yeah, you have. Somewhat. Thank you. I appreciate it. I won't be involving you anymore in my seductions. I'll just get on with it on my own if oh, you no, don't I'll mind. be good next time. Truly. Do you want to help out on this item that we do on the show called gay it's where we uh help people with gay problems <laughs> do you want yeah. to help it's yeah good. I'm, yeah I'm, I'm good it's got a jingle here it is oh. made by a listener that that's good isn't it lucy if you nod it does not convey well <laughs> in this medium far worst for you to stick your fingers up at me here is a gay problem right okay mm, let's have a look at this da, 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 da. my girlfriend tries to act normal Ooh, looks nice okay this is from nathan nicholson this is his gay problem 
Dear Russell and Matt and everyone that's helping with the gay problem, Paul obviously will need you to help with this at some stage. Uh, just to make it more interesting, imagine this is a liaison between a gibbon and a chimp. Dear <laughs> Russell and Matt, I am a male student. I've been going out of a girl for about two years. Last week, when I came to her house, another woman who, I might, who I'd never met before was there, and there were signs that our father had been in the making. The sense that neither filthy female was fully clothed upon answering door, hasty excuses were made by both parties, and my girlfriend tried to act normal, but I'm worried she's secretly carrying on with a lesbian relationship behind my back. Shall I confront her with this? Should I assume there's actually nothing going on? I'm at a loss here. Please don't just say catch them at it and join in like you usually do. Because <laughs> I've already thought of that and it's a serious problem. That's from Nathan Nicholson. He's got a problem. Only we can help. Lucy, what's he going to do? This poor boy, is she a lesbian? What's going on? I just on? think he's been so shut out. He's been shut out of a lesbian yeah, maybe relationship. Maybe she's just trying you on for size. What's his name? Nathan. 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 She's Nicholson. just trying you on. She was just going through a street phase. Right. And, um, yeah, and if you can't join in, man, beat it. Why, why would you not want to? Well, I think why would you real... not want to join in? Yeah, I know. I mean, well, good. I'm a little surprised that they didn't uh, Lucy, you mustn't hide it. Come during <laughs> the broadcast. I'm looking at you. I'm so turned I'm on by the problem. I'm looking at you. Um, you know, Lucy. Your semi-tumescence. She, Lucy I saw him in, through the slats of his, his window the other day. She peeped through my hotel room. She saw my lovely genitals through yeah, yeah, peeped through yeah, the window. Like a sharp, eh? Lovely, she thought they were. The brown turnip. <laughs> Listen, it's a gorgeous thing. I'm going to have to put photos of it on the internet There now are photos of it on the internet. That some people have actually, you know, zoomed in far enough to see it. <laughs> <laughs> there are some experts at Pixar <laughs> that are able to pick it out. What this, do you think about Nathan's problem? I, I, think, I think that, you know, I mean, well, as Nathan has predicted, I think just have it off everyone. You know, so like, why, what about What's you? It's not a gay problem. Know, really. It's not really it's gay. It's just a Cheating on you. Don't if you're worried about this bird cheating on you, mate. Knock it on the bonce. That's or my hide advice. somewhere like in a sort of you know, tree costume or post box. Oh, that's great advice. That hide in a post box while shuffle about <laughs> in it. She'll notice the post box is moving. No, she won't. She'll be kissing. She'd be too busy doing <laughs> lesbian stuff, wouldn't she? No, yeah. I'd hide in the Scissoring room away, clamping it up, banging donuts. It. Yeah, banging donuts. That's what Lucy calls it. Lucy, have you ever done some lesbianism? Well, come on. You know, had a go, but everybody thinks, because of my aggressive sexuality, I guess, mm -hmm. that I am... Um, You're up for it. Yeah, because I have a big lesbian following from Xena. You yeah, know? have, have the lesbians Didn't you know that? Your research sucks, man. Well, why would I it know about that? It does say that on because that piece of paper. Where? Where? It does. Show me. Yeah. Paper. And it paper. says because Dicon, mate. Dykes. Paper. And I love them. They're the best fans Why? Ever. Why are they so good at being fans? Your only gay problem is you don't have, if you don't have them as fans, because that's the only gay problem there is. We've got gay fans. That's why we do a whole gay item for our gay fans. Yeah. Look I, at us. I'm We're troubled by this guy because he says it really is a problem. What, is this a religious problem? Why? You shouldn't even be listening to the station. Yeah. Yeah. What's the problem with that? What's Paul? your problem? Hold on. Paul might be our help. He's got a brilliant mind. Paul? No. <laughs> well done, we've got another gay problem. <laughs> no. Perhaps this one's a bit more gay. This one's from Alex Anderson. The subject, Alex Anderson. That's nice. His gay problem is this. <clears throat> He's addressing all of us. My name is Al, and I've recently discovered myself to be a homosexual gentleman. I've recently started going down gay clubs to meet gay guys. However, I've not told anyone that I'm gay, and I plan to keep it under my hat until I'm ready to tell people. Don't keep it under your hat, mate. You'll confuse folk. When at a gay club last week, I bumped into my friend Ian, and to my surprise, I found out he was a gay. He then mentioned maybe getting together and going out for a bit to do gay things. Whilst I was flat, I did not find it would be my type of gay. While I still want to be my friend, I don't know how to let him down without hurting his gay feelings. Could oh. you help me? Al, Bournemouth. Well, 
that is a gay problem. That's gay, all that right. Is well, proper it's, gay problem. It's a these, proper good gay problem. What kind of gay guy is? He must be one of those guys who wants to settle down and have a monogamous relationship. Boring gay. I, I mean, the other guy. So oh. if he's like every gay I know, they're very fluid. Do you like fluid gays, like the ones that are up for it? Scene <laughs> gays. Well, no, but they're, they 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 handle traffic pretty uh, successfully. Right, right. They can deal with the high numbers. That's why I think it might be a like good you. laugh to be gay, because then, you know, you don't have to worry, oh, come on, let's keep it up. Oh, pregnant. Oh, you know, it can go on through. There's so many problems. You're gay. You both know what you want. You're at it. Now, yeah, so don't get trapped in a domestic relationship. Mafu? Um, that's weird, isn't it? Because if you were, that's like going, oh, we're gay, we might as, we've got to have sex now. Yeah, that's, that's like if you bump into a girl that you worked with a couple of years go, ago, oh, you don't oh, go, oh, oh she's heterosexual, oh. I'm heterosexual, oh, God. Well, we might as well just yeah, do it. That, that's, yeah. That's strange. Yeah, it's Why strange. can't they just be friends? Why can't they go to an they art They could be gallery? gay friends, but don't you think if you are gay friends, just do some bumming? You know, they, I mean, I can see both arguments very clearly. Yeah. So, oh, Paul McKenna's <laughs> no. undoing his shirt. What, have you seen a bee? Are you, are you all right, mate? But, or, have you got any what advice for this one, Paul? No, I think the bumming advice is probably yeah. about right. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I'm going to go with He would have said that with any problem. Yeah. Anything. If I'd have said, Paul, I'm nervous before a gig, <laughs> bumming. That's what, he's, that's what he says. Any, anything you're addressing with, it's the solution to everything. Oh, yeah, um, I think Matt, once again, has been the voice of reason because he's saying just because they're gay, why should they, you know, why should they have to have it off if yeah. this lad... Alex don't want to do no gay things, so yeah. What don't I'd like to have seen the moment where they both saw each other in the club. Gay club. Are you, are you, oh. oh, like that game Werewolves, where you and I, where like everyone shuts their eyes. Some people are nominated werewolves, then it goes okay. Only the werewolves may open their eyes. Me and Matt opened their eyes. That's saw him and Ian. <laughs> <in the club. laughs> That's their funny. eyes opened at the same time. Yeah, oh, it's romantic. Oh, they met. You know, in America, they have this thing of because the gene pool's so huge. I suppose they date what? many people, much like you, Russell. But where I come from, I guess the gene pool is so small so you it's very monogamous even when you're going out with somebody not bumming somebody else you never Probably. bum another no you never just... bum another it's it's one bum at a time right here, fair enough he should just get get american man just relax he's in bournemouth he can't get out american oh. <laughs> he's in bournemouth in <laughs> well, england right, poor yeah. sod it's a miracle he's allowed to be gay down there right Mind do you think you, he's a plumber what... that's why he has to keep you know yeah it's hard to be gay still eh in some situations, so nervous, yeah. it can be a bit tricky, but I think what we do is say, look, just stay friends with him, and uh, maybe as you're just newly gay, have a quick go to see for learning, for learning gay tricks. No, you might have know some him, gay techniques for you. Can you hook me up with some guys? Yeah, hook me up. Matt, that, you sound like a fully-fledged member of the gay community there. Oh, hook that's me a, up with some guys. That's, that's the sort of thing, lingo, is that's it? That's the sort of thing Freddie Mercury would have said. <laughs> <laughs> hook me up with some guys, don't stop me now, charging about, all white bits in his moustache. And I meant cocaine then, I wasn't saying anything mucky. And apologies to Freddie. <laughs> 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 and his memory, that I've just desecrated. Right, so come on, hold on a minute. There's, uh, there's, we've got some emails, regular emails from the show. Perhaps we should, should we play a record? We could listen to The Who, then we'll... Uh, we've got five minutes left. We've only got five minutes left. There's no time for records, plenty of time for emails, and here is one such. This is about, uh, oh right, this is about, you know in my bookie book, there's a bit where I talk about um, when I had gerbils. That, Matthew, don't do that in front of Lucy Lawless. Oh, don't break up, don't, don't, don't bust the gerbils. He stretched his balls oh. in Dude, front of Lucy Lawless. Balls, you you, I saw you pulling them down. down a bit. You saw your little guilty grin. And when I came in and seen this morning, he goes, I like scratching my nuts. I go into a trance. <laughs> That's what he was yeah, saying. all men do. <laughs> they don't all go Is into a true? trance. Is that how you put people in a trance? You can't stop. I'm not actually use that method myself. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we'll definitely be trying it. Yes. There's something worth having a look at. <laughs> uk. How do you entrance people? Perhaps it's for scratching your balls. Who's to say? My gerbil story is this one as a lad I bought a gerbil
gerbil. It was pregnant. It had a load of gerbil babies. They begat more babies. Then they started eating Goes each other's babies. Oh, this is an item terrible. where Russell mentions the gerbils. Look, lions it troubled me. Lions do that too, though. Eh? Lions come in and, and like get rid of the other lions. Babies. Cubs. So that, that woman will go all prickers again. hide them. Yeah. So if people do it, though, we're only responding to natural urges like in a way. Like Entwistle. Huh? Like Entwistle. I'm... Who's in the television? I teach oh, right. six hours a day of this trial of this You're obsessed with this trial, an it's English fella. I think the trial's yeah, still man. ongoing. Probably, do we have to be careful about it? Probably. Small chance he didn't do it. But a, we could go either way. We don't know because the trial is ongoing. He could be innocent, Lucy. Stop yes. a question in the justice system in this lovely fine yes. nation or okay, any what? nation. Okay, yeah. Could we have a revolution? We'll Next. deal with it all then. Here's another gay Here's problem. Here's an email. Isn't this. <laughs> There's another gay problem. <laughs> you can't just spend your life thinking about gay problems, darling. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> You've got plenty of things. Going on, ain't I good at acting? Uh. <laughs> I am though, another. You You've seen me do some at work. Oh, no, you're a wonderful actor. Thanks, see. You're a wonderful artist. I told you, everyone. I told you you're I could do it. Yeah, see? of course. I'm as good as the other boys. Do you learn I your come script? from syndicated nah. television, so I, I am so. no judge of these things. But oh, you, know. you are. Oh, you're a lovely performer. I'd mm. like to work with you again. When I say work, <laughs> I think we all know what I mean. Sex. <laughs> Hi, Russell and Matt. Says Andrea Rose. After listening to your gerbil story again and again and again, I thought I'd tell you mine. My two hamster boys turned out to be one of each and we ended up with 13 hamster babies. As it was summer, we moved the cages into the garage while we tried to find homes for them. When we got one morning, we were met with uh, the horrendous sight of our guilty-looking Labrador and only one <gasps> tiny baby hamster <gasps> left sitting in the corner of the cage. Oh. The other 12 were never seen again. Love the show! <laughs> After that, I wouldn't be able to love the dog. Lem no, I think you murderous man. dog. Murderous Labradors. Horrible things to do that. they must have been squeaking when he ate them. Yeah, and he chomped them all up just like they were his dinner. <laughs> all their little legs. Eggs and eyes. Oh, all those Nature's bits and bobs. Horrible, isn't it? Nature's cruelest mistake, eh? Carnivores, the brutes. That's why I'm a vegetarian with all my principles and everything. That's why I'm so nice to everyone. You can't eat his food. You won't share the food. <laughs> I share it. Out. Free, free egg white frittatas. I give him never enough, Lucy. He just wants and wants and wants. He's the. I'm still troubled by the Labrador eating the gerbil. Oh, you darling. Yeah. Why was it terrible? All... We'd like to go have a woman like you. What would it be like? Would you look after me? Could you ever love no. me? No. no. Well, no, no. I do love you. I already love you. But look would after you have no, me I as a boyfriend? What would it be that? Then? What? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't see that on Because of the mummy thing. Because of the mummy. What do you mean? What about that? What's wrong with the mummy I thing? I don't know, but I imagine you'd want more of a. Oh, I struggle a man, to mother man. my own Hold children. Hold on, I'm a man. I'm powerful. That's what? Of course I am. Me empire. Well, me gorgeous got, empire. You've got a costume like Wee Willy Winky that he puts on. He goes, Mummy. <laughs> like that. That's, that's how he has sex. That's perfectly Hops natural. Hops up onto your lap. Crying <laughs> through the locks. Let me in. No, he gets all these birds doing booty call. Mm. Which I didn't even know what that meant, but that means they ring you at two o'clock in the morning. It's like, I know. got their beer goggles on, might as well go shag, shag bloody Russell. Now listen, <laughs> beer goggles isn't required for that experience. His, his, Just regular his... goggles. <laughs> Look, why don't we listen to a record of the Who? Then we'll wrap up this show. What? Because you don't know what the timings. I listen to things in my ear. There's not, not enough, enough time for the Who. I'm aware of the timings, mate. Look, what time is it then? How long is left on the show? Four minutes. Okay. Well, then let's say, at this point, this is where we would insert Mr. G's poem. Mr. G is the poet laureate of the show. He summarises everything that's gone on. He'll mention Paul McKenna and all these escapades and bee fears and monkey sex. He'll mention Lucy Lawless and the mother fetish, I imagine. Matt Morgan, living like a little rat, eating, stealing my food. He'll no. mention that. He'll mention me and my glorious march through Hollywood. How I astonish people with my endless, endless campaign for glory. So that, that's... There's that's no need to do a poem there. now. <laughs> you stole his thunder, man. It's quite yeah. nice the way I worked that all together. So well, that would be inserted about here.
Then but, we don't want him to do a speech before or do anything. Build no no speech, Mr. G. Don't take advantage because he's Just a pre-record. Get in there, do your poem, and shut up. Do it now. Past the remnants of very large stars is a horizon of events viewed from near and afar. Times distorted, a pre-recorded echoes exported, a pair of pips exchange quips over fridge etiquette aborted. Of course, Paul McKenna loves the crazy monkey tender. Orangutan memories expanded, melons twisted forever. Fleeing from bumblebees, apologies to donkeys. There's pizza to put yobs to sleep unless Mama Lola speaks erotically. Oddly, Lucy's in the mine with miners. Monk rats and cats provide the track to field to China. Meanwhile, I'm arriving to find those in different time zones, gloriously marching through Hollywood and exposing my prose. There. All right. So that was Mr. G's poem. We all just heard that. We that should clap. Hey, well done. Wow. Hey, what if we're applauding this and he was rude about us? What then? And how did he rhyme orangutan like that? Yeah. Just put loads of pressure on him. That's good. Really hard to rhyme orangutan. And he did it all in French. All in French. <laughs> and references from Shelley to WB Yeats. Incredible. Good the, work, G. What a brilliant poet he is. And I know how incredible that he chose to do it with his trousers and pants down, <laughs> parting his little body cheeks, going, Which you can boy. see on YouTube. That's on really YouTube now. Well done, Mr. G. Who's a monkey? Who's a little monkey? That's all up there. Well done. Very bold. You're a very, very noble poet. You've not compromised yourself there at all. So that was lovely. Only time now, really, to thank all the people that have participated in this wonderful show today. Well, let's look at our guest. James Corden didn't come on. Let's have James Corden on the very next show. He'll be a fantastic guest. I've got absolute confidence in that boy. Blimey, what a gift. But let's thank our actual guest, Paul McKenna. Thank oh, you. Thank Paul, you. No, no, you pleasure have been is mine. <laughs> <laughs> the pleasure is yours. Paul McKenna will be appearing at San Diego Zoo later on. <laughs> In handcuffs with a blanket on his head. <laughs> a British hypnotist was apprehended today. One witness said, I was terrified. He I knows... cried and cried. <laughs> he knew no boundaries. Well, it's a kind of monkey magic. Thank you very much. And Lucy Lawless, the feminine energy you brought. <laughs> oh, oh blimey. <laughs> Make me want to be such a good boy for you. Next week we will be live again. Will we, Matthew? We'll be live. I, I think expect. we will be. But will we? We'll but be God, we'll England. be in England. This is our last show in. Remember LA. that place? Oh, England. Oh. Yes. Ah, oh, Albany, Albion, blighty. Ah, oh. gin in teacups. Pete Doherty would say. What were you saying, Lawless? Bournemouth, yeah, we might pop down to Bournemouth, show them how it's done, liven up that gay community down there a little bit. Well, Los Angeles, oh, it's been a hell of a ride. We've had some wonderful times, haven't we, Matt? Yes. Can't think of any specific ones, but nah. blimey, it's been a giddy thrill for all of us. But we're, we're only going back to England for a couple of months. Enjoy us while we're there. Or Ponderland, we're making that. Watch out for that. That'll be an awful lot of fun for everyone. What? What else? Summer tour. I'm doing a big seaside tour of seaside towns. What about that, Lucy? We're going to get a tour bus. We're going to tour the country. We're going like just the south coast, going all around little seaside towns at the end of August. Do that north coast, bugger them. <laughs> them lot, crikey, the way they've behaved. Both of them. That's all. Yeah, no, those coast can no. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that doesn't play a part in our plans at all. Matt, you're coming on that tour. I'm not. We're putting radio shows in it, so you'll have to. Oh. Ha, ha. No, I could be anywhere. No, you can't because we need to video you for our vidicast. That's that's the new I name of those. I bet there's some sort of sidecar. There'll be a little sidecar. We're going to get a shed on the a, skateboard a to drag you about on that. A kennel on a rope. <laughs> You'll be alright. No wheels, there. just going. And you've got to sleep on the top of it. Like I don't want to do that I'm keeping my bits of You're going on that tour. I'm living out here with my girlfriend. No, you. Oh, you idiot! You, you romantic idiot! Yeah. You met, you've met an American girl. Yeah, yeah they, oh, it's ridiculous. You should see the pair of them together shuffling about, glue sniffing. Pair of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> glue sniffing's bad. Okay, right. Oh, Lucy, would you be so? 
kind as to uh, read this thing. Matt, drag that down off there, oh. mate. There's this thing that Lucy... This is how we end the show. Lucy, it's been a joy to have you. We can't let Paul McKenna do that because he'd use it as an opportunity to influence primates. <laughs> okay. so here we go. This, thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for the show. And now Lucy Laws will take us out of the show. The Russell Bland Show is oh. a Vanity Projects production for BBC Radio 2. This is BBC Radio 2, online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. <laughs>